and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward in the virtual Sales Chat Show studio. As always, Mr. Phil Jessen, Mr. Graham Jones, and I'm Simon Hazeldean, and um, we're feeling a bit rock and roll here at musical today on the sales chat show uh phil is gonna kick us off this episode is called what you can learn about sales from the world's best rock band so we will probably commence with a 15 minute argument about who we think is the world's best rock band there's no uh, argument <laughs> sorry go on then graham you're 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 and you're no, no, I'm, i will let you have your say we'll let phil have his let, say let's phil go first who, yep. who 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 is said world's best rock band in your opinion mr jesson well let me give you the full story i've just been reading a review of the latest album from the world's favourite rock band. Uh, They have been out of action in recent years due to ill health, retirements, drug abuse and attempted murder. Uh, All good criteria for the rock band. And you've probably come to the conclusion now that I'm talking about ACDC, which would be absolutely right. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I think that was a that was a dirty linguistic trick. The ep- <laughs> the episode is entitled "The World's Best," and you've now gone for favourite because I would have I would yeah. of course claim that the mighty rock gods that were Motorhead would yeah. would take the best status. So, and, uh, but and Gra- Graham's going to nominate Steps. <laughs> No, even though they have reformed and are going back on tour, yeah. Uh, right. So, so the fact is that their disappearance is no longer a tragedy. Um, right. However, that went yeah, over. That was a head, that was a really know. bad that was a really terrible. bad joke about steps for our listeners outside the UK. I'm not sure how far they were. A, They're global. Um, Right. Well, <laughs> I'm, rather, I'm, rather bad music act. I I'm, I'm going to move us on before our, our <laughs> listeners and viewers decide to leave. Well, uh, I can so tell the, you. The, the, the serious point of my <laughs> rambling um, is that the paragraph in the review that really interested me and I think should interest any sales leader today said, quote, There is something deeply reassuring about the opening bars of the album. Familiarity in the current coronavirus circumstances breeds contentment rather than contempt. And then the journalist goes on to say, although I thought to myself, hang on, haven't I heard this before? I don't really care because this is what we all need at the moment and at the moment was underlined. So my question to you guys is that what can sales directors in particular learn from that? What can they do with their teams in these difficult and challenging times that also means that their sales team 
is exposed to some familiarity in the current circumstances and at the moment, as the journalist has said. Also, I think on a separate point, when a sales director talks to their people face to face or on Zoom, uh, another musical question would be, what do their opening bars sound like when they address said sales team? And do those opening bars of the message hook up the sales team with interest right from the get-go. Anyway, over to you, chaps. What do you think on this rather light-hearted musical interlude? Well, it's it's an interesting one, and I mean, we we must go to our our resident internet psychologist, who's going to have an informed opinion here, whereas mine will be more of an amateur psychological opinion. But human beings like a certain degree of familiarity in our lives, and it is an interesting one that there has been so much change taking place because of the covid situation that it, it's really interesting to see how that journalist is is regarding it that so i guess what can a sales leader and a sales manager for example what routines meetings <clears throat> things can you have that are <clears throat> comfortable warm familiar almost to give salespeople a little bit of a break from all the difference and all the change that's been taking place just you know and I think um, I've certainly seen you know people have reported they've really enjoyed coming together on some of the virtual and remote workshops and seminars I've been running and they'll say you know which is which is not always the greatest greatest feedback you can get if you're leading the thing but it's almost like we actually really enjoyed being together yeah we learned some stuff but we really actually enjoyed being together maybe in an environment that just allows that so i know a few people have been running sort of some informal get-togethers over a coffee or a tea or things like that so yeah maybe something also maybe it's got to be something that's regular for it to be for it to be routine it should be done frequently should be done should be done kind of regularly to give people a little bit of connection to each other there are those rites and rituals aren't there within any sales team including the way that the sales director recognises people or indeed rewards people, then maybe they should carry on with those little rites and rituals. What's your view, Graham, as the uh, regular trick cyclist? (laughs) Well, I mean, one of the things that uh, some of our listeners won't know is that I used to work in the music industry. And so I've also got a different take on this. And I think the words that you used at the moment become quite important because firstly at the moment ACDC are not the best rock band in the world there is actually an official list of the best rock bands in the world a bit like those lists of you know what the top companies are it's from a range of criteria uh, and I'm afraid ACDC is only the fifth best rock band in the world uh, oh, it's Motorhead Simon you mentioned Motorhead didn't you <laughs> Yes, definitely. Yeah, I'm afraid I can't see them on the list. No, um, it's but a what I can, there. What I can tell you is that if you do happen to have um, the ability to remember uh, top of the pops in the UK, 
uh, then you will also have heard of a band called Led Zeppelin, who are currently the number one rock band in the world. And, uh, and as a former PR man in the music industry, a quick scan of the list shows me uh, that two of the world's top 50 bands are two bands that I did the PR for. Uh, not that I'm claiming it's all down to me, but uh, they're still there. And you see, it's a long time since I worked in the music industry. And that's an important point. There are bands in the top 50 of the world's top bands who are there now and who were there a long time ago. And the important point about Phil's at the moment is that all these bands have adapted and changed to the current music environment. They have done different things over the years. Uh, so, you know, you've got Sir Cliff Richard, who, you know, used to be going on a summer holiday on a London bus um, and has done many, many different things in many, many years of being at the, you know, in the, the music charts for a long time across the world. It has adapted and changed. And I think that's the important thing about sales at the moment. If you are doing all those great things that you've done in the past because they got you where you are now, if you carry on doing them now, you're not going to be anywhere in the future because what you the world has changed and if you don't adapt to it so i think whoever is your number one group you know whether it is steps uh, whether it is abba whoever it is over time those top groups have changed they've adapted uh, they've been in the moment they haven't thought you know this is the kind of music we did 5 years ago and we liked it they've changed what they're doing all the time to adapt to the environment they're in and that's how you survive. Um, that's called natural selection. You adapt to the environment and the well, environment I hope, uh, carries on with you. I hope you're not suggesting Sir Cliff Richard is sitting in anywhere, any list of credible rock bands. But uh, um, the, the, the interesting one, though, although, although I'm, I'm, no, I'm no great fan of him, um, you, you do sometimes see, and it's an interesting, interesting, I think, consideration that when when bands go on tour they will often include <clears throat> some of their new album and from my because normally you've not heard it as a, as a as a member of the audience you've not heard it and the idea is they're going to play the new album song so you go and buy <clears throat> the new album and i've seen it a number of times where they, i think they've got the ratio quite badly wrong so they lose their audience because they they are in sales terms i'm trying to sell you our new album when actually what i've paid up to here is the stuff I really like. So it's an interesting lesson. What does your customer, in this case, the people in the audience want to hear? And I remember, I remember seeing Cliff Richard being interviewed and somebody said, don't you ever get sick and tired of singing whichever of his songs it was? And he said, well, it's not really about me, is it? It's about the fans and that's what they've paid to hear. So he, he clearly, and he has had a long career, he understands what his customers want and he gives what his customers want to them. You know, and that is part of the longevity as well, as well as I think, to your point, Graham, they changed because they used to sort of lose money on touring and make money back on album sales. And when all the piracy and digital music came in, they actually started to make less money on on actual sales of music and then touring came back. So, you know, you've seen the markets evolve, haven't you? And if you don't, to your point. If you don't evolve, you know, you, you die. So I suppose the interesting thing, maybe some of the successful ones get the balance right between familiarity and giving customers what they need, but continuing to grow and develop, which I think is maybe a, 
you know, maybe a thought for salespeople to be, but, you know, we, we go on and on, on, you know, probably the most important frequent soapbox we occupy is, you know, what do your customers want? Get inside their head and get inside their head and find out. And that is clearly what, for example, ACDC have done again. And, you know, we can, we can obviously have fun and argue over who's, who's the best quote unquote, but you can't argue about how many sales they've made over, over the years and neither Led Zeppelin, et cetera, all of those, you know, and even dare I say, I can't believe I'm saying this steps have shifted a few, a few units, a few units in that, but they know, I think they understand the market they are catering to. Right. I think think the other thing about familiarity and, and and I'll just quote the uh, ex commandant of the Royal Military Academy, Sandhurst, who's written a book recently after his tenure at the um, academy. Um, But he uh, makes some very interesting comments in his book that when soldiers are out on an exercise and they get lost, what they are trained to do is to go back to the last rendezvous point the rv and by going back to the last point which is of course familiar to them they then are exposed to the nice warm feeling and the feeling of reassurance of knowing where they are yeah so they can then have another go at working out where they should be going in the future etc etc so I, i love graham's comment about adaptability i think that's a very important point in all of this but hopefully sales directors as well will just take this familiarity word yeah and although it is in a sense history it does i think play a very important role when people are distressed in some way shape or form by some of the stresses and strains of the current brackets coronavirus brackets situation so, yeah, so I think if we connect those together, so if, if you do need to make, to connect Grandspot, you do need to make changes in your business to stay current and you need to understand potentially the impact that's going to have on people as they have to make that shift, maybe counterbalance that with some feelings of familiarity and certainty where you can in terms of meetings and connection with people to sort of counterbalance the change because particularly if you've got the current volatility going on lots of changes etc i think people probably going to like say like the journalists were saying i think they're craving that craving that certainty so that's for a sales leader and a sales manager to to do both things it sounds paradoxical doesn't it but you've got to give the familiarity of the certain while making the changes required yeah to to adapt to the to the future yeah. And I think just not to underestimate how much human beings like being together in social groups yeah. as well. I think it's just a just a fundamental basic need that could be hit now by, you know, everybody's, you know, largely remote, remote working, etc. And that shift appears to going to stay. So, you know, revisit, revisit your meeting cadence, revisit the frequency that you're doing and, and, you know, maybe make sure you build in some soft time in those meetings for chats and fun and laughter and humour, etc. As well as as well as always being about the you know the yeah. numbers in the business. Okay. So yeah, I think some good some yeah. good um, 
some some good some good kind of points there you know and i think you know the for a band going on the road going on tour is is hard work is it you know it's kind of it's kind of exhausting sort of thing isn't it when they when they do that because they're on the move all the time and you know sales teams at the moment they're physically not maybe on the move but they are you know a lot of them are reporting they're getting pretty tired and worn out from it so you know this has turned into a long tour <laughs> you know the uh, uh you know it's like a world tour length of time hasn't it so you know i think again those those softer things are just such an important such an important contribution i think to people's well-being and therefore performance getting the right balance between support and challenge i think i was always I was always taught as a sales manager. So uh, any other rock related um, comments, gentlemen, or attempts, no, I, at, attempts at humor or attempts at humor. <laughs> I like that. Um, I would just say the best ever rock band to answer Phil's uh, point uh, only existed for one night. And uh, they existed at what was called Guildford Civic Hall. Uh, at the top of Guildford High Street, and this is a band Graham was in. I can no, 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 not at all. No, <laughs> um, every year when Eric Clapton, who lives just outside Guildford, uh, would finish his tour, he would always finish his tour at Guildford Civic Hall because he, to him, he'd come home. He'd been, you know, on a world tour, but the last night was back home in Guildford, and every year uh, at the end of his tour, he'd have his mum upstairs right in the centre of the balcony and he would play a song to his mum and it was a great emotional thing and it was you know something that you know, I used to live in Guildford something that we always did and when I was working for the record company when I lived in Guildford I got an invite to a special evening uh, hosted by Eric Clapton and uh, we were waiting to go in and you know it was due to start whatever it was 7.30 and the doors still weren't open and eventually somebody came out and said, we're terribly sorry, but, you know, there's been a bit of a delay with the sound checks. The pianist is being a bit uppity about the, the sound and wanted it to be absolutely perfect. So we went, oh, OK. Didn't think anything of it. And we went in and Eric Clapton came on stage on his own, did a song on his own to his mum. And then he introduced the rest of the band for the evening. And we had on drums, Phil Collins. We had on guitar, Mark Knopfler. And on keyboards, we had Elton John. That was probably the best combination <laughs> you could ever have wished for. Excellent talent management for whoever recruited that team together. Well, yeah, uh, they're all mates of each other, aren't they? You know? <laughs> I think the other, actually, the other, the other, um, while you're, you're talking about that, one of my, in fact, my all time favorite band is, is Killing Joke, that are, you know, probably nowhere near as well known as ACDC. Um, and I've been a lifelong Killing Joke fan. Saw them first at Rock City in uh, in Nottingham in the in the uh, 1980s, and I was flying out to Prague in uh, 2018. And two weeks previously to flying out to Prague, I'd seen them again at Rock City in Nottingham, like you know, decades later. And sitting literally opposite me on the plane was Jazz Coleman, the lead singer who lived in lived in Prague for a while. And so I obviously took the opportunity to say hello. Oh, by the way, I saw you at Rock City a couple of weeks ago, and it was like you know this many years since I saw you for the first time. I said, "I was just you know." thanks very much for all the great music and he turned to me and he said thank you so much for feeding my children mm -hmm. over the years and he said it really yeah. heartfelt so i think it's just also remember to say thank you to your customers and appreciate appreciate their business as well as making sure you're delivering to your customers you know 
what they what they absolutely want. And uh, I think that that's a, a great. So Phil, when you first suggested this, I thought this episode was going to be like some sort of highway to hell. But I have been absolutely thunderstruck by uh, by your uh, in, insightful uh, comments there. And uh, I can only apologise for that bad ACDC. Any any closing thoughts or bad ACDC song yeah, jokes, uh, gentlemen? Uh, uh, after that, appalling comment. I need to go for a lie down. <laughs> so uh, folks we're in a little bit of a silly mood in the sales chat show studio oh, <laughs> just one thing before you do finish if you hadn't realized it steps had six platinum albums oh my God. I... and your point is Ladies and gentlemen, I think uh, although Mr. Graham Jones is an, a very educated man and, and is a real expert in his field, I can only apologise. His his musical taste is clearly lagging behind his understanding of internet psychology. There's nothing wrong with my musical taste. I helped bring you Captain Beaky. <laughs> He did. This is true, ladies and gentlemen. This was a comedy record in the Oh, I don't know. Whenever it was, long time ago. Long time ago. It is. If you've not heard it, I don't. So, uh, thank you very much, folks, for listening into this uh, rock and roll episode from the Sales Chat Show. It's Mr. Graham. I've got really bad musical taste. Jones, Mr. <laughs> Phil, rock and roll. Jesson, and I'm Simon Hazeldean. Um, 170, 180 episodes in the back catalogue now, folks. Thank you very much for listening in. Saleschatshow.com. Going to wish you good luck and good selling, folks. You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. <laughs>